we have to record everything <laughs> again. You're listening to America's most recorded podcast. <laughs> Pod people, I'm Wreck It Tease. Two. <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets, and I got that demon slug in me. Hi, I'm Cleveland Mosher, and I'm ready to wreck up to the streets. We're all wrecking up to the building in this episode of the podcast. Our first Patreon pick of 2024 Hell yeah. this week. Let's uh, go. This pick came courtesy of the honorary pod boy, Sam. Thank Shout you, out. Sam. Um, we're Ooh. covering Wreck 2, the sequel to Wreck, <laughs> which was, uh, I think, also uh, a Sam Patreon pick mm-hmm. uh, a couple of yeah. years ago now that we covered that. The famous uh, classic, iconic Spanish found footage film. I, I want to say before we even had a Patreon Sam recommended Veronica to you, and that's how we ended up watching that one. Um, no, 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 Veronica, we did, we covered Veronica when we were still in Milwaukee, and I didn't know Sam yet. Okay. Um, It was was... someone else that recommended that one to us. Yeah, it was another friend of mine, I think, at the time who recommended that one. That one is done by Paco Plaza, um, which is one of the the directors here. Our third Paco Plaza. Our third Paco Plaza and and his uh, his, uh, creative partner and co-director, Jaume Balaguerro. Um, And they're back after the success of 2007's Wreck, which was... uh, did very well in Spain and uh, received some uh, cult international fame. We all liked it. It's a good movie. It's all great late 2000s found footage film. And uh, it did so well that they're like, well, we got to do another one immediately. And so they did. And Rec 2 came out in 2009, a film that bravely dares to ask the question, what if Wreck more? But this time... It's a musical. <laughs> no, this time it's a first-person shooter. Right. <laughs> What's interesting to me is between this and the original Wreck, the uh, American remake, Quarantine, came out. Oh, yes. Of so course. they really capitalized on the popularity and uh, followed it up pretty quickly. I will say, on paper, the premise of this sequel is fine. They did essentially an alien to aliens. Yeah, this right? is this is a, your this is your classic kind of sequel where it's just basically the same as the first one, but more bigger on the action, bigger on the scares, lighter on premise. <laughs> We've replaced our film crew and firefighters with an actual commando squad, a SWAT team, a SWAT yeah. team. We've replaced the you know so our protagonists are largely military with a few fish out, fish out of water that they find along the way. And, uh, you know, so, like, yeah, there's a lot more action, there's a lot more shooting, there's more creatures, they go harder with the effects. The it's directors just, specifically said they set out with the goal in mind to make this movie like a first-person shooter video game. They, just, wanted, they wanted it to evoke a video game. And I we, think, in terms of how they accomplished their goal... They did it. They, C- congrats, yeah. guys. Two thumbs up. It, Good job. It sure, it sure does look like a video for, game. For better looks, and for worse. Yeah. I think it, it feels paced almost more like an arcade shooter, like a House of the House Dead. House of the Dead. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, like around the corner, deal. something pops out, they shoot it, 
they round the corner, there's nothing, they round the corner again, another thing pops out. And it's always like with like wild fanning and they're just their bullets are going everywhere in the scene. Yeah, there's no precision to, to the shooting. It's all spray and pray. Yeah, they're all stormtroopers. Well, we should say, you know, this is a found footage movie and you know, with the first one it was a camera crew that was filming a documentary. This one helmet had the cam. interesting idea of doing helmet cams. Yeah, exactly. Um, which kind of varies it up in an interesting way. Yeah. You know, you still have kind of the motivated camera because all of the the SWAT team have their own helmet cams. And, and you can uh, switch back and forth between and them to get different really perspectives. you really get the first person perspective. They get a lot of mileage out of that. Too. Yeah. I do feel like they were, that this movie was probably one of the, I, I, I don't want to say the first, but one of the earliest found footage style movies to do like a helmet slash body cam. I can't think of many other films like prior to this that did that. It a seems million, a million came later. Yeah. I mean, it's way more common now. Um, but I, I, I think that, you know, it's an aesthetic that I don't think has aged the best. I mean, the kind of fur, like you said, Ben, the, the first person shooter yeah. aesthetic is for better and for worse. Yeah. Personally for me, largely for worse, it's not necessarily what I want out of out of this movie, um, but I, I will say, like, credit to them for, uh, I don't know, kind of blazing the trail for, for that shit. I tried Googling first body cam horror movie, and I just got a million results for just the horror movie body cam. Hey, yeah, perfect. Great. Google is so good now. So helpful. Yeah. So it's so helpful now that it, um, the algorithm is all fucking AI. Yeah, well, it's a double-edged sword, the the first-person perspective, because I find, like, the action itself to be quite good. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the scares where we have multiple times where, like, zombie-possessed people, I guess you could say, are, like, running directly towards the camera. Yeah. And those sequences are really well shot, in my opinion. Like, they're aggressive and kind of abstract, yeah, I think it. I think it starts to lose its impact the more times they do it. Yeah, um, it, it's almost their only shtick at a certain point. But I, I agree, and I mean, like the the zombie makeup is pretty good, and yeah. with with the with the very you know fast kinetic camera and the low lighting, like it it looks it looks good. The the, the contacts that they have them wearing in particular are really yeah. good. They're they're not just like all black contacts. They look like the, like proper bloodshot mm-hmm. eyes, like where there's no pupil, no iris left. It's just all blood. But at the edges, there's still bits of white. Like it it, it looks great, man. Like, yeah, I mean, I can say this definitively: Rec Two is the best looking House of the Dead game I've ever seen in my yeah, life. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uwe Boll, look out! Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> no contest there. <laughs> but no, I, I will say uh, when it comes to the the look of it, especially for a 2009 horror film and a 2009 found footage film. It has a really nice amount of variety and range in its visual style and color palette. Um, you know, we've got a lot of the body cams off of the guys at the beginning, but like we do cut back to a regular camera for a little while, and then there's cutting into night vision. And between the body cams, also like the the lighting changes on its own throughout sequences, and there's a lot of play with color. 
in an era where it was still pretty popular to just put like a blue filter on everything. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty gratifying, like having those nice scenes where it's like, there's like a nice balance of warm and cool. And it's usually like worked into the scene. Frankly, yeah, vi- visually this movie's great. Like I, I really, I really had a, it, it's, it's pleasant to look at. It's nice. Um, and makes up for the kinetic constant shaking camera. Yeah. Um, it's paced. Like when the action kicks up, the demons are coming through, it's all shaky and nasty and we're moving. Um, with just those little Im- moments of impact where we kind of see what's going on for a second and it's shaky again. But then when it pauses and we slow down for a little bit, you do, you get this really nice like framed shots that, that do, they feel natural, but still really pleasant to look at. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a double-edged sword though, because uh-huh. when it slows down, we get more of the story. And I think the story is very weak. That is correct. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 think it's, right. I think it's important to distinguish when you say that it's paced yeah, in terms of, like, the action and the cutting, the editing. Yes, that is um, specifically what I mean. Thank you. Narratively paced. No good. Uh, <laughs> I would say quite bad, even. No good. Quite bad. And we can, there. there's there's one big moment about midway through the film that really demolishes the pacing, and we can yeah. get to that. We should wait on that, but I have a lot to say about that as well. Yeah, so for folks who maybe have not seen these movies or or haven't listened to uh, our our episode on the first track, I mean, of course, go back and listen to that. Spoilers for the first track. Yes, I've no way to talk about this movie without it. But broad strokes of that film is, you know, it follows a sort of uh, local access news uh, crew who are shadowing firefighters. They get called to uh, an emergency at this old apartment building. They go, they end up getting locked in by the police because there's a zombie outbreak. At the end, they go into the penthouse at the top and it's sort of revealed that, oh, the, the big reveal is that the, the, the zombie virus isn't just like a normal disease. It's demonic in nature. Um, and it, you know, ends with our protagonist, our news anchor, uh, being dragged off into the darkness by a, uh, a, yeah, a big gangly ghoul. Uh, and this movie picks up pretty much right there. In fact, it even repeats that. It starts with that same last shot of her being dragged off. And then, you know, we cut to our SWAT team as they're going in, whatever. Uh, they go in with a guy who uh, initially claims to be from the Ministry of Health. Um, but once they get into the the penthouse and start looking around and see all the weird Catholic and occult stuff, they do this absolutely bonkers re- reveal. That he's not from the Ministry of Health. <laughs> he's from the Vatican. So they pull him up against the wall. Of Catholicism. He whips off his uh, his his uh, protective guard and his jacket, a, and he's got a priest a, collar. Yeah, he's got a priest collar. It's, it's so silly <laughs> and over the top. It's so. It's like an, it's like an unmasking kind. Yeah, of no, it is. Like, yeah, like Clark reveal Kent, a big reveal. Yeah, yeah Clark thing. Kent with a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, he's a priest. And basically the whole the whole crux of the story is that like, oh, his mission is he has to get the blood of uh the demon of the girl possessed by the demon, patient zero, zero yeah. so that the Vatican can continue to experiment and find a a vaccine for demonic possession. And so he has to, with the help of this 
SWAT team who doesn't know what they're in for. They have to confront the evils of the devil and so on. I feel like that's a weird Catholic cost-cutting measure. Trying to find an antidote to (laughs) to demonic demonic possession. possession. It's like, oh, well, we can't pay all of these exorcists, so we might as well just find... A nice little There's not enough exorcists to, to go around, so we gotta we gotta manufacture the vax. There was a movie I really hated uh, that came out a couple of years ago. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was a it was a Blomkamp movie. Demonic. Demonic. Yeah, thank you. That is the name of it. Where they they did this whole setup uh, that there's a there's a squad there's a squad of commandos that are also priests. Vatican commandos. Vatican commandos that are sent in to hunt the demon that the film has been setting up. And they do this whole cool montage with them, and it's a big reveal, it's a big lead-up. And then we cut away from them, and we cut back, and they've all been killed. We don't see (laughs) any of the scene in the movie. Spoilers for fucking demonic, but, like, they didn't show the coolest part of that movie. Yeah. Was, like, like, Catholic Commando Squad. And I will say, if you, like me, saw that movie and felt like you were missing something out of that, I think this movie delivers on that corny Yeah, I mean, kind of. There's some cool, like, there's some bits where, like, the one of the squad guys like gets infected, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with them. And the 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 the, the priest we haven't revealed it's priest yet hucks him into a room, and they lock the door behind him. And he puts a knife in the door, and he hangs a rosary over it. And then suddenly there's silence, and he stops banging on the door. It works, and I thought that was so stupid. I, yeah. yeah, it's I so corny. Like, but to me, like it comes back around, and it's kind of funny again. It's kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, I, I mean, like the idea of like a demonic possession plague of sorts it's fun is interesting i think the movie from last year when evil lurks yes uh does it much better much better yeah Um, this is a very dumbed down version yeah of that oh it's dumb you know like i'm okay with a movie like this being dumb since it's such a roller coaster ride you know especially with all the kinetic first person stuff the problem is Again, like, they slow down too much to kind of narratively uh, explain the stuff. Yeah. It's a lot of just bogged down in exposition. And, you know, I I I don't mind the idea of this movie being dumb, but it does come as somewhat of a disappointment, just, like, how how dumb it is as a follow-up to the first one made by the same people. The first one is, like, very nicely paced. I think it's, like, the perfect, like, drip feed of information and discovery. And, yeah, they unload a lot of exposition in, like, the very last scene of that movie, and it's one of my only issues with the movie, and I remember harping on it in our, our episode where we talked about it. But, like, for the rest of it, like, it's I, I think it just, like... It's very nicely subtle. It doesn't overplay its hand. It keeps it simple. It's character driven. And like it's, you know, it's not a cerebral film by any means, but it's clever. It's smart, you know, and and it's smartly written and paced. And this movie is just not that. It's just like they I, I feel like they took all of the wrong lessons from the first one. They're like, we're going to take the last five minutes of this movie, by far the dumbest part of this movie, and make that the entire next movie. Yeah, and like, well, that's the thing. Like the, the twist at the end of the first track, like arguably is like uncharacteristically dumb compared yes. to the rest of that movie. 
Um, so in a sense, it kind of makes sense that like they follow it up with something similarly mm-hmm. dumb, but at the same time, it is very much a different tone than the first, and that's that is disappointing. And I and I just don't think that the the characters are are very interesting either. At least half of them, the SWAT guys are entirely interchangeable. Yeah. Can't tell the difference between them whatsoever. The the priest is totally one note. Yeah, the amount of times he says our mission isn't over yet. Yeah, I have to complete my mission. We have to record everything. <laughs> Keep the camera rolling. Yeah, we, we have to find we have to find the blood. We have to get the blood. Keep the camera rolling. We have to record everything. I must finish my mission. Blah 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 blah. There's there's zero arc to his character at all throughout the entire movie, and it's just like it's not interesting. We used to we used to do found footage bingo. I don't remember everything that was on the bingo card. I could look it up later, but uh, right at the center was just keep the camera rolling. Oh yeah, I mean, like right, right at the center of bingo. Like, like there's there's a lot of those. Yeah, that's the free space. And yeah, honestly, exactly. like for the first half an hour of this movie, I gave that a pass because you sure. know, again, helmet cameras. There's like, some novel. They, there's some. They there's some novelty really to creatively it. too, because like at times, like they'll show their different perspective, like picture in picture. Um, with, like, their own little HUDs and everything. And, like, it gives the characters a chance to see what's happening to other characters that might not be there. The problem is, like, that kind of devolves pretty quickly to the point where, like, they kind of abandon that by, like, the halfway point. Well, there's there's also just not a lot of variety, is there? You know, like, it, it especially for, like, the first half of this movie, a lot of it is just, like, running from apartment to apartment that all pretty much look identical and encountering uh, largely little demon children like the the number of times they recycle yeah. like them being unwilling to kill one of the demons because because it's a child it's a child and then the child bites somebody's throat out and then so they blow its head off it's like the number of times yeah. they do some shit like that it's just like there's i don't know it's just like it's it's lacking creativity it's yeah, like how well, many times can i see basically the same scene over and over they, again they wrote themselves into a bit of a corner too because like at the end of the first movie like pretty much everyone is dead yeah you know so you don't have new human characters for these the SWAT team and the priest to interface with it's almost all just zombies they do try to bring in new yeah human characters in again at about the halfway point but man oh man Let's go ahead and get into that because oh, we've largely we've largely covered the narrative up to that point, and yeah, I think this is the biggest structural issue with this movie is that like as they the SWAT team is coming out of like the penthouse because uh, at the very beginning before they go in we see like the the man coming back from the pharmacy with his bag which is you know a callback to the first movie where the little girl was sick. And her mother was like, oh, yeah, our my husband had went out to the pharmacy to get medication for my sick daughter. So we see him. 
and he somehow gets into the building and runs up and the SWAT team shoots him and then throws him over the the railing to go Which I found pretty funny. pretty funny yeah. yeah to go to there there's some funny moments in this yeah. for sure um, like isn't that the same thing that happened in the first movie um well i mean no in the first one they're all sort of down in the lobby and a body falls from above and splats yeah in the same spot um in the same spot yeah we see the blood the blood pool from it in this movie so i mean yeah somebody falls from from the stairwell and splats on the floor uh it's not done quite the same in this movie anyway when they look over the railing they see another group of people a few stories down with cameras who then run off and then they bring the movie to a grinding halt and cut to the perspective they cut back in time to the perspective of our second group of characters who have not been introduced up until fully halfway through this movie. And we and it's a group of kids who are doing pranks for a, a YouTube channel or something, and they see the the SWAT team surrounding the building, and they decide to sneak into the building for reasons. They go into the sewers. Yeah, they... And they well, it introduces them because they are trying to... Use a sex doll, uh, and they're trying uh, to Buzz Lightyear it. They're yeah, trying to Buzz launch Lightyear. the sex doll yeah, off the, uh, yeah, off the rail, uh, off the balcony, off the top of the building with uh, bottle rockets. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like I, I talked about earlier, like how cool like the helmet cams and the motivated camera is. Like once we get to the second half, like the complete opposite of is true. Like, there's yeah. no reason for them to film after this no. opening sequence. Yeah, I mean, this this is this is just, like, a baffling change of pace for this movie. Like, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with... Getting some new ha- blood in there. Yeah, having some other characters, some civilian characters, some young characters... I don't even mind the how they set them up with them trying to buzz lightyear this this inflatable sex doll. Like, yeah, it's it's a dumb prank that kids would do. Like all of this is fine. It's when they choose to ha- like to set this up. Like w- there's no good reason like if you're going to have multiple perspectives, then set them both up at the beginning and cut back and forth between them for some variety even for some fucking variety to just spend half of the movie following one group of characters and then slam on the brakes to then what basically feels like starting the movie over yeah halfway through and then have to go through all of that setup again with all of these new characters and follow them forever while nothing happens and they're uh, not memorable or likable characters no and it's like why do at, at this point in the movie why do i care well, it, it, if you're it, starting it, me with these people then maybe i can grow to care about them but just like tossing them in as almost an afterthought halfway through the film is just, like, so confusing. Well, especially when it's followed by, uh... It's following, like, commando squad, shoot-shoot, pow-pow action, non-stop demon slaying. (laughs) And then all of a sudden it's like, kids with bottle rockets. You know, it's the door of the Canamblin, and it's like, yeah, I I mean, Frank 
switch the two up, you know? Like, yeah, honestly, start if, the if movie, they simply would yeah. have swapped those. Well, I, I think so, too, because, like, the movie starts, starts, like we said, with, like, the lady getting dragged off in, into the darkness, and it's all scary. So then you show us some kids, and we're like, we're worried for them, or we're concerned. But, um, yeah, they are the result. I will say there's one cool sequence uh, that does have set up and payoff where they get, they finally do get into the apartment. They through, find a gun, through they find the, some other through people, the sewer, through the sewer, through why the not? sewer somehow, because sure. you can just get into apartment complexes via the sewer. They don't leave from the they, sewer. They very conveniently cut after they enter the sewers to just them being in the apartment. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but they get up through there, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, they, they find a gun. They, they, yeah, they encounter a uh, an evil demon lady, an old lady who's been possessed or whatever. And I do love this bit. They it doesn't it makes no sense. It's really stupid. But they stick a, like a Roman candle or like something in her mouth, and, and they light it. And then she runs down the hall as it's like spraying sparks out of her mouth until finally, and like running into the walls, bouncing around. There's fucking big sparks spraying everywhere. And then she falls over, and it goes off. And her, like there's a big and boom, and her head explodes. It's it's so dumb. But pretty delightful. It's pretty funny. It's, yeah, it, it's I will well say. done. It looks good. And it's like if you're gonna go, if you, if you're gonna like commit to doing a whole movie around this this dumb nonsense, then I would like to see more of that. Frankly, yeah. like lean into that if you're gonna go dumb. Because like when we see them tape like three or four of these big bottle rockets to the inflatable sex doll. Uh, at, 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 during their introduction, like it doesn't launch off, like it just kind of burns a hole in the sex doll and just like drapes over the railing. Yeah. But then when they put one of these, I think they stab it into the zombie's eye. I don't think it's in her mouth. I think they put it in her eye, and they light that. It's like it's pushing her down the hallway. Yeah. It's like she's... it's great, Very and it's and it's making like cartoon fireworks out of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> just... remind me what what happens to them after that? What, what, how does how does their story end? Well, they meet up with the one with like the just like the regular police officer yeah. uh, at the beginning, and then they get attacked by another zombie at some point, and the girl picks up the gun. And this is another moment that moment that I, I will say I thought was pretty funny. And the the cop is like being pinned up against a wall by this zombie, and they're like they're like shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, and she like takes uh-huh. the gun, and she just completely misses the zombie and domes the the cop, and uh, <laughs> and and after that, one of the kids gets bitten, and then the priest shows up, and they duct tape the kid. Cause they, oh yeah, that's right. They finally use the kid for more demon information to find. Yeah, because like a couple of times, yeah, the 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 patient zero demon, like all of the other people who are infected, are like her thralls or whatever. Like she can speak through them, and so the priest is like trying to find where patient zero is so he can get her blood, and so like he's been like trying to talk to the demon through these other infected people. So they finally. I'm trying now. I'm now. I'm forgetting the order of things. Yeah, so much of this well, movie blends together. It, you know, they're they're looking for the original girl because they they want to take her blood to make an antidote 
because they originally had a vial of it because uh, the original guy kept it in like a mini fridge up in the in, air like an ducts. air duct. Yeah, <laughs> I will. Like, I will whatever. say. I will say. I kind of. I kind of liked that scene where he's like crawling up there and he gets it and he like looks down the air duct and there's like. A little demon child at the end that starts like coming for him. He's like, "Oh no!" And he, he manages to close a gate, and then there's just like five of them yeah, on the other side of the gate, clawing and screaming. Yeah, like there's a um, I didn't like that immediately after they got the blood. Uh, the priest demands to test it, pours out literally over half the vial into a little ashtray. And, uh, yeah, and he he like he like holds a crucifix over it and says some some padre, yeah you, says some prayers. Espiritu set this on fire, saying and, yeah, and the and it just bursts into the blood the blood bursts into flame. He's like, yes, it's the demon blood, we got it. And then the rest of the blood in the vial that one of the command one of the SWAT guys is holding also bursts. Yeah, also combusts. <laughs> they're like, no, now we don't have the blood. I think that's fun. I think it's silly and stupid. It's dumb yeah it feels contrived it's like though. a comedy of errors like, like it makes it sort of makes the priest like real stupid yeah like uh, real dumb something something we haven't mentioned but like after they let them in the all the cops and everything outside locked the building back down and only the priest is able to let them out because he has to do like a voice recognition it's thing authenticated through the radio, so if anybody else says to let them out, they can't do it. It has to be him. Like, but so there's like, also just a regular lady on the other side, too, that they communicate with from time to time. Right. So why does it have to, like, also be gated through a robot? Like, yeah. there's a perfectly good person on the other side? Like, it's... <laughs> So that's how that's that's the contrivance that they use to keep these people trapped in this building when everyone's like, we need to get out of here. And the priest is like, no, I must finish my mission. You have to record everything, by the way. Don't stop recording. Would y'all. OK, y'all y'all are more familiar with his work than I am. Would you say that all this kind of silly shit is Kojima esque? Uh, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. This is, this is tame for Kojima. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kojima, galaxy Kojima enough. is way more creative yeah. than, than this. He's way more creative than this. Yeah, at, at some point, I, I'm, again, I'm forgetting the order of things because so much of this is blending together, but there's another reveal about 25 minutes from the end when, uh, surprise, our protagonist from the first movie shows up. She's not dead. Somehow she survived mm-hmm. and they do, they do the reveal with her. It, it's another just like really strangely handled reveal that feels like it's like out of a different movie. Cause like they, they cut out the sound and they like turn the camera down the hall and it's out and you see a figure like slowly walking down the hall towards the camera. And as she finally comes into focus, it's her and she's holding the camera from that, that her, that she and her camera guy were, she's holding it like a gun. So it's like when she's walking down the hall, it's like I could almost hear like the Terminator music. The power of dun 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 dun. dun, dun. It's like a Sarah. I got one last mission. It's like a Sarah Connor kind of reveal, you know? It's weird. And then she just immediately goes to to like wailing and screaming. 
It's like they they give her this sort of like badass reveal, like oh my god, she's still alive, and then she just immediately becomes like useless, pathetic woman. And it's like that's not what she was in the first movie. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I I don't know, but anyway, so they the one of the kids gets bitten, and they duct tape him to a chair, and the priest is interrogating him, and like, where are you, demon? I have I must know where you are. It's like to find me, you must answer. You must solve my riddle. I uh, <laughs> what is light but not dark? But dark, and dark yes. in the light and dark and dark light dark. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Darkness. The light doesn't. The light doesn't reveal the path. And he's like, "What would it be? Solve my riddles, one." (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and the priest is like, "Of course, she's up in the penthouse." And like, no, we were up there, and there was nobody there. It's like, but we had our lights on. She must own the the god keeps all of demons locked in a prison of darkness where light cannot reflect. So if we go up there and turn off our lights, then we'll be able to find her. Okay, so for the audience, Tisa's like rambling there sounded like probably like he's really hamming it up. That's that's almost not even paraphrasing. You got it pretty damn close to what the priest said. It's basically, there. yeah, it's, it's like, basically that. It's, yeah, it's, it, is, it is delightfully head-ass. I, I think now, it's so stupid. Now look, I think that conceptually, this could be cool. Yes, it's very Fatal Frame esque. You mm-hmm. know, like take yeah. pictures of the ghost. I think it'd be cool in a different movie. Them. Well, they did. This they, idea alone is one yeah. movie. They, they did make that. Uh, did you ever see that movie Lights Out that came out a few years ago? Nope. It we was. It was it for the podcast. No, we didn't. Lights Out. No, we no, didn't. We did. We did. Are you sure? A hundred percent. I don't think we did. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure we We're did. We're getting old. <laughs> I am. I am like ninety percent sure we never covered Lights Out. But anyway, it's a, it's a night swim style movie that's based off of a YouTube short. Got it. Where, like, there's a demon or a ghost or something, but it's invisible when the lights are on. So the short is basically, like, a a guy going to to bed and, like, turns off the light and down at the end of the hall there's, like, a silhouette. He turns the light on and there's nothing there. He turns the light off and it's there again. It's a little close. They turn this into a feature-length film. Yeah. um, That I'm... Quite certain we did not cover. Okay, on the podcast. no, I was mistaken because this came out in 2016, which yeah. was I think before we started pre podcast. Yes, yeah. and we and we never went back. <laughs> we would have no reason no, to ever no, go back and cover not. that movie. I forgot about it literally yeah. like two weeks after it but, came out. So there is so there another movie did kind of do this thing where you can only see the demon when the lights are off, and and I do think that there is like. There's a cool idea in there, this idea that, like, God imprisons demons, like, in a realm of darkness. Like, I think there's, I think there's something there, but you have to, you have to do it in a cooler way than this movie does. I do, I do think the way they introduce it is, again, it's corny, but it is at least fun. And that is, uh, that to, when they head back up into the penthouse... They turn on night vision for the first time, and suddenly down the hall, there's a door. There's a door at the end, yeah. Before. So I, I think they get some points back that it's not just the demon is in prison, but also like 
there are aspects of reality that can only be seen in the dark. Yeah. I, again, I think a whole movie of that is pretty neat. Um, they're a good idea. And again, this feels very video gamey. Yes. Like how many video games? Switch yeah, you have to switch your vision thing. or in and out of like a different like different realities in order to like solve platforming puzzles and shit like this. Like it all feels very video video gamey. And I will say it is kind of refreshing that at least something creative is happening at this point in the sure. movie. Like it's not smart. It's oh. dumb, but at least it's not just SWAT guys running around a bunch of interchangeable apartments shooting a bunch of zombie kids, right? Mm-hmm. And I do like the the big gangly ghoul demon. I think that makeup is good. And I you know, I like the little glimpse of her that we get at the end of the first one and then there's a lot of them wandering around in the dark while she's also wandering around in the dark but the makeup looks good it looks spooky i like when she comes up and sniffs the camera yeah that's really gross (laughs) i like that she's still wandering around with the same claw hammer that she had in the first one (laughs) um I, i will say the for lack of a better term water bed that she's sleeping in <laughs> when they come in is kind of head ass oh the the vat yeah yeah so um yeah you think the priest would have would have caught it better because he's from the vat again but um anyway oh, so off. they come up on it yeah they're looking at it in night vision like oh there's like a pool of water there and one of the swat guys who was like up until now like very nervous about being there is suddenly very cool about approaching the water that definitely has a monster in it yeah and he goes up to the water and it's like oh what's this? and then like you know a hand comes up and pulls him in and they say oh shit quick and they turn the lights back on and there isn't a vat there at all and he's gone it was like there's like a table in that spot he like got just yapped yeah. into another reality and i think that's fun it is also like right out of um the, the insane asylum uh, popular. Oh, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. It's right at Grave Encounters. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. scene in Grave Encounters, it is right. exactly like it. A guy gets That's pulled true. into a tub out of reality. I, I just kind of wish, like, as dumb as it is, I almost wish they'd introduced this, like, way earlier in the movie, and then they sort of have an excuse to turn, like, the whole fucking apartment building into like a weird house of leaves kind of deal yeah um because yeah, there's a lot of material and there's a lot of cool ideas here and like, yeah the whole movie's worth of ideas in like this one little and, thing yeah done. and again it's like it's it's dumb the way they handle it but like if, if you're gonna lean into the the dumb stuff to begin with then i say lean the fuck into yeah. it and and give us give us more of that because i i think that you know sort of contrary to the first film like the last 15 minutes of this movie is like the most entertaining part but yeah after the door and after the the vat she sniffs around yeah they're they like deal with her they're like and she they can't... don't do anything else with that that idea right the no not really yeah. they're they're yeah. like they're like yeah she can't she can't see us in the dark so as long as we don't make a sound then she can't find us so then you know we get kind of a long scene of them just like standing there quietly as she's like wandering around with her hammer that's locked really interesting because she she comes in she moves past all of them it's all one shot and then she moves off to the left and as soon as she moves off the left camera she's like four feet away yeah the priest uh, to the right 
um, uh, his radio starts going off. Pretty standard fare. You know, people are trying to hide, trying to be quiet, and the radio goes off. Um, and he starts clambering at it, and it just keeps going off, and he just keeps clambering at it. For like it just 30 keeps going seconds. Off, and he keeps clambering at it. And again, she's like right there. She's off screen though, and then suddenly she appears behind him. But like, like it well, yeah, goes we, on we for, see it's weirdly paced. We like see that, her, that yeah, thing. we see her exit, like you said, to the left of the screen. Mm. The priest is on the right, and when she does finally attack, she comes over his left shoulder. Which I kind of like. She's dimension shit. She's a dimension. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess like, like, it's, it's I guess, a good. It's yeah. a it, that part's fine. It's really just like how long it takes for her to get there. How long? But I mean, it it feels like a clumsy blocking thing to me because well, yeah. it, it's, I think my theory is that he's clambering at his radio for so long because they're doing it as a oneer that they have to wait for her to to get circle all around, the way around behind him. Yeah, that absolutely. Spot for it to be so like. Some movie magic probably would have been better, you know, like like for the the, the yeah. reveal to be as, as terrifying. Yeah, well, they kind of it's a little, it's a little clumsy. Uh, again, wrote themselves into a corner because they only had one night vision cam going on, right? So they couldn't cut between yeah. just to fix time or whatever. Yeah, but um, do you even remember... so like that scene? That same scene is where we get like her makeup really well shown off. Do you all remember great. what? Sorry, no credit. Do you all remember what happened to the other kids who didn't get possessed by the demon? I think they just forgot. We about just watched. That's what I was we about just earlier. watched this movie, and I cannot for the life. What happened to them? Because when they go back up to the penthouse, it's just the one remaining SWAT guy, or no, sorry, the the two remaining SWAT guys, the priest and our reporter from the first movie. What happened to those other kids? Yeah, Did I, I miss? Them, them I was kind of embarrassed to, to ask. Out. I thought I might have just missed it. Yeah, they like, left him downstairs to hang out with the taped up demon friend. Uh, yeah, did they just did they just cut from that scene to them in the penthouse and the kids aren't with them anymore? Basically, did I miss? Yeah. Did we miss something? I don't know. That that might be on us, but I don't think so. I don't think. So. <laughs> anyway, um... anyway, yeah. Uh, so there's there's a struggle with the the patient zero demon in the dark and. One of them, I, I think the reporter, she it's has reporter. the, yeah, yeah, she has the shotgun. She blows the demon's head off. And the priest is upset by this. He is like, what have you done? We needed her to take her back to the Vatican. It's like, motherfucker, there's plenty of blood there. Well, yeah, That's he's like, he keeps me, he's like, he's like, I needed her blood. I need her blood. It's like, there are literally, Scoop it up. there are literally right there. pints of her blood gouting from her yeah. open Give neck hole. It's right there. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah, bend down and grab some. In fact, if if anything, it's easier now. But so they're like, so they're like, okay, well, she's dead. There's nothing to be done. Let us out now. And the priest is like, no, my mission. It's not complete. We have to keep recording everything. I have not. I have yet to finish my mission. <laughs> just shaking my head. And uh, the reporter girl just starts. Uh, kicking the absolute piss out of him and being like, I want out, I want out, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think she shoots our cameraman. Mm-hmm. Um, so the camera falls to the floor and the priest falls down conveniently right next to the camera. And she kind of straddles him and we're like, oh, wait a sec, like something seems off. And then she starts doing demon laughter. And it's like, oh, my God, and it's like, oh, my God, twist, she's son, been twist. possessed. And, the, and he's like the the priest is like, how? How did you how did you do it? It's not possible. 
And she's like, I don't even, turns out I don't even need you to get out of here. I can just mimic your voice. And uh, so she does, and she tells the the person over the radio, she's like, she she pretends to be the priest. She's like, I am bitten and infected, so I'm going to stay here and die. There's just one per, one woman left, so you have to let her out. And then the demon, like, basically winks at the camera. Yeah, and it's kind of goofy. It's, it's, yeah, but, and then we get a cut back to the very opening shot of the film, which is the closing shot of the previous film, of her being dragged away into the darkness. But this time it doesn't cut. The shot goes on. And we see her then, immediately after being dragged into the darkness, thrown back out of the darkness to land by the camera. <laughs> and then the the Ooh. the demon ghoul comes over and, and bends over her and uh, vomits a large slug uh, down her it, throat. It does adjacent goes to hell. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I will say I... It doesn't shave her face first like in Jason Goes to Hell, but it, yeah, it's the, 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 the worm from one mouth into another to transfer the soul of the demon. It's just, yeah, it's Jason Yeah, I, I, will, I will say, though, though it is kind of goofy, I do think... It's pretty gross. The effect's I good. think the shot, it, it looks good. It looks great. Yeah. I love, like, when it's, like, clawing I, at her mouth and, like, you know, like... I, like, I like the shot itself, but it feels so unnecessary for the movie. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, feel like the movie should have just ended with her looking directly I mean, at the camera. Yeah, I, at this point we're like six controllers. But they had to see. but they had to answer the <laughs> priest's question, how did the 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 original demon get into the reporter? How did it happen? Well, it happened at the end of the first movie when she threw up her demon slug into her throat. So she was the the actual real demon all along. And the the ghoul, the big ghoul, was just one of her puppets. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> Who cares? What a fucking twist! Who fucking cares? What a fucking twist! We did it. That's we did, Yeah, that's Rec, that's Rec 2. The last in the series to be found footage. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the name is Rack, like, the recording. That's Rack crazy. Or are not found footage movies. Is it the same director? Uh, I yes. believe so. At I least... Know. At least for three, yeah. I know. I know they came. I know they came back for three. I don't know about four. Yeah, well, Rack three apparently is supposed to be set at the same time as the first Rack, oh. but somewhere else. And then Rec Four is a direct continuation of. Rec doesn't that two. kind of doesn't setting the third one at somewhere else kind of defeat the purpose of like this apartment building being like the Making ground the, the ground zero of the outbreak or what whatever so, we haven't so, seen it I so, don't think we need to yeah so it's funny Rec Two you know it's a, a duo it's Paco Plaza and the other guy yeah. And so Rec 3 is just Paco just Plaza. Just Paco Plaza, okay. And Rec 4 is just the other it's guy. It's just, oh, oh no, what happened? Did yeah, they break I don't up? Because you know, I know Veronica was just Paco Plaza as yeah. well, um, without Halme. Um, Maybe they found they were just better on their own. And Well, I think if it. <laughs> Who knows? I don't, think, I don't think they're better on their own. <laughs> 
yeah, uh, Veronica was not very good. No, it was. Um, just like while I'm thinking about this, the last thing I can think of that is a, uh, it's kind of a nitpick, but it bugged the shit out Here, of me on this podcast. Whatever. Picking um, nits, we never do that. Yeah this this is just like this was just something that that kind of drove me crazy is that. It's a found footage movie, right? Where like what we're what we as the audience are seeing is supposed to be just what was recorded via the cameras. But at numerous points in this movie, they treat the audio like it's what the actual people are hearing and not the cam like multiple times in this movie when like an explode like a grenade or something goes off or a gun, they'll do like a an ear ringing sound where like the audio becomes muffled in the yeah. camera. And it's like, if it's just the camera, it wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They do that a couple of times. They also kind of have weird moments where like the audio will like cut out and we'll hear like creepy whispering. And it's like, yeah, I does not feel diegetic. This feels like you're just trying to, right. you know, emphasize. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, and, and sometimes I'll even do it where it's not after, like, an explosion or a loud noise, but where, where it's sort of like a dramatic moment where the audio will become muffled, like you, you will see in movies when a character is, like, in shock and kind of, like, dissociating. But again, it's supposed to be from the pr- perspective of the cameras. So why are they doing these audio effects on like the, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such like, it's such a minor thing that if the movie was generally better, I would be more forgiving of, but when I'm kind of frustrated by a lot of other things, it just like that kind of shit stands out. Do y'all have anything else you want to say about rec two wrecker? Elect, elect wreck boogaloo. In We're the second half, the cameraman to guy, Elec Rec Avenue. <laughs> the second half, the the cameraman guy was has got to be the least helpful character. He's just standing around filming all this. Yeah. Well, they uh, again, it's it's uh, it's a minor thing that is just kind of a dumb contrivance. But like when they are looking around like the penthouse with the night vision on. The camera guy is the only one who has the night vision, so he's the only one who can see, <laughs> but he's always behind everybody yeah, so else. The, sta- the scene can be staged and blocked. Right, and so see you can happening. see the other characters in front of him on screen, yeah. but in reality, it would make the most sense to have the only one who can see be the go ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they could even crowd over his shoulder and look at the the viewfinder of the I mean, camera, shit, right? Man, they all have these helmet cams, like. Well, just... no. At this at this point, all they have left is the uh, the reporter's camera. Sure, all of but the helmet they cams introduced have been... the helmet cams. Like they could have easily kept those in to use those, oh, right? Multiple perspectives. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. But whatever. <sighs> yeah. Fuck it. Ratings. Um. Can I go? Sure. Three. Me too. Solid. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's good. again like uh, it's watchable. The, it's fine. The color palette. The there's a lot of silly, creative, goofy ideas in this movie. Yeah, it's a three from me too. Okay. Some funny moments. 
keep it simple. Yeah, it's it's not unwatchable by any means, no, but uh, it's it's certainly uh, pales in comparison to to the first one. I think. Uh, well, that that's a uh, unanimous three out of five for Rec Two. What's next week, Ben? Next it's your week pick. Is my pick. What are we talking about? I'm going to pick one of my personal favorite B movies. Ooh. Um, uh, a movie. I can go for that, a B. Uh, I really adore. It's a low budget, strange, fun movie called Class of 1999. Oh, I've seen it. I showed it to you. That's why yeah. I've seen it. I have not seen it. Yes, uh, you're in for a treat. I don't I, know anything about I this movie. I bought the Blu-ray and everything. Wow. Oh, it's, man. It's uh, technically a sequel to the movie Class of 1984, but trust me, you do not need yeah. to see it. Okay. Um, He's right. It is one of those ones where it's uh, the same but more in a way that I will... Oh man, uh, that will become very oh, clear. I forgot. I'll explain further. A Silent Night, Deadly Night two kind of deal. It, it's not a clip show, you know, by any means. No. Okay, but it's like uh, you take the premise of the original and turn the amplifier up to eleven. Okay, it's, it's wet and wild. Oh, I'm I'm always down to get I, wet and yeah, wild. I, I had forgotten about it. I'm slowly re-remembering it. And, oh, man. Yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's a goober. Malcolm McDowell is in it. Oh, I'm sold. Pam I'm, Greer. I'm Greer. totally in. All right. Well, join us next week for our review of the class of 1999. Is that right? Yep. Sweet. Cleveland, you want to do us a sponsor really quick? Yeah, I can do a quick sponsor from the shelf of pain. And torment. And suffering. It speaks to us. It speaks to me and through my lips to your ears. I say, Big Soup! That's the sponsor of this episode this week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We finally got him. We got Big Soup. And if you think that Big Soup is filling our pockets with, with soup, um, uh, you're right. They are. They're full of soup. And uh, soon yours will be too. Big soup is finally filling our finally filling our pockets with big bucks, and now and when people can <laughs> assume really, really wet, when people accuse us in our podcast of being in the pockets of big soup, big soup is in our pockets. Yeah, we can't even deny it any longer. No, it's true. We can't. It's it's true. We, we've been we've been really working at this this sponsorship for a long time. It's been a lot of hard work and. Uh, this is really a, a wheeling and dealing yeah. and 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 souping to get here, but we've done it. We're we wouldn't souping. have been able to do it without the help of our lovely listeners. Soups up for the summer. Soups up. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll do it for us this week. Don't forget to leave us a five star rating and review wherever you're listening to this. Become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary pod boys, Sam, Zach, Micah, Mitchell, and Jans. Special shout out to Sam for uh, picking the film that we talked about this week. Yeah, I watched it. If you want to pick movies for us to talk about, then yeah, head on over to Patreon and, and sign up and get in the Discord and come hang out with us. We're always looking for more people to get in the wet It's pool. interesting. It's fun. It's definitely not a Patreon. Oh, my God.
Nope, not here. All right, we need to wrap this up so I can put myself out of my misery. Uh, you can follow at least us, until of course. Next week. <laughs> you go, of course, follow us at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about in the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. In terms of recommendations, I've mostly been doing the same stuff, but I've also been playing uh, this little game, this little indie game called Jusant. Ooh, great! Have you game. played that? I, I beat it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm. It's very I fun. feel like I'm getting close. I can't. You might have recommended it a couple of weeks ago on the show. I can't. I can't remember for sure. But very simple, sort of Zen mountain climbing game. Yeah, they found a way to make uh, climbing mechanics engaging, which is uh, pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, it's not particularly difficult, uh, but it's it's relaxing and it's beautifully animated. Looks very nice. Uh, it's been a nice counterbalance uh, to Baldur's Gate, which I've also just been continuing to play a ton of. Um, I'm also going to recommend a game. I picked up this new game, Go Mecha Ball. I just um, downloaded it's that on Game Pass, so uh, anyone with Game Pass can try it. So is Yusan. I yes. meant to say that. Um, Go Mecha Ball is a combination uh, rolling platformer, twin stick shooter, and roguelike. Um, it is a super fast-paced, just mile-a-minute sort of frenetic um, twitch shooter. I have a feeling Go Mecha Ball is fairly short. Right before I, I came over here, I beat my first run. And I've played it for a total of, like, four or five hours. So, like, I don't think the whole game is huge, but it's very good and worth checking out. You got anything, Cleve? Uh, yeah, oh, yes. Uh, uh, last week, Dread Delusion uh, put out a, the new Clockwork Kingdom update mm. with all sorts of new cool creatures. There's a sentient cannon. There's, a, like, a, a, a spider knight uh, automaton, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Yeah, uh, Dread Delusion, fucking rules. Awesome, like earnestly awesome game. Gorgeous art style, incredibly weird and fun. Everything is really one out of the end game. Um, highly recommended. Go check it out. All right, thanks for listening. And until next time, remember to never ever stop recording. Never give up on your mission. That's super. You have to record everything forever. Check out.